listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 242. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who's had so much coffee, he stopped drinking coffee for the day, John Brownstone. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of coffee. It's just now noon. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, went to bed late and was up early. And yeah, I kind of hit the coffee a little hard, even for me. Hard and early. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> this week's topic comes straight from a listener email. Thank you for that. They even said this might be a good topic, and it was, so don't Here thank you is. for that. Uh, about a long-term <laughs> promise made in their DS relationship, and it got us thinking about the realities and the potential ramifications of some promises we make to each other. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1. <laughs> Or you can follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday before it goes live on Friday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a big shout out and thank you to our kinky patrons on Patreon, mm -hmm, absolutely. including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for your support. If you would like more content, more access to us, more, 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 and to help us actually do this weird thing we do on the internet, uh, <laughs> you can join and become one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. When I tell you I am wired for sound in this episode, I don't know what is wrong with me. But whoo, I don't know. Am I firing on all cylinders? Is it too much caffeine? I don't know. Uh, before we get into the topic, mm -hmm. <laughs> I would like to say thank you to this week's sponsor, Elegantly yeah. Owned on Etsy, a collar shop. Beautiful collars. I'm wearing one right now. If you follow us like on mm -hmm. Instagram or on any social media, you might have seen the picture of my co uh, collar. If you watch us on YouTube, you can see it now. This one is a custom made one because yes, you can get custom made collars and bracelets and anklets, oh my, from Elegantly Owned. Um, <laughs> the shop is Elegantly Owned if you go to Etsy just search it all one word, Elegantly Owned, or use the links and all the places where we put links. Um, if you decide to shop, use the coupon code BDSM Holiday, all one word, and you'll save 15% off in November 2020 for mm -hmm. you time travelers who watch later. <laughs> um, if you're thinking of ordering a Christmas or holiday gift for yourself or a partner and you want it to arrive prior to Christmas, uh, make sure you order by December 10th. Um, if you're watching the live mm -hmm. stream chat, although I do not know if he is able to be here today, Taishu and the live stream chats owns Elegantly Owned, he is usually happy to answer questions you might have. Mm -hmm. What I really like about Elegantly Owned, other than the fact that the colors are super comfortable, is that they're super colorful. Yes. So if there's a color you really, really like, chances are you can get a color made. My color is a silver chrome and a dark purple. I prefer dark purples over light purples. Um, I prefer vibrant over the more muted. Um, and mm -hmm. that's what I've got. And then the lock for me is a sparkly purple with a uh, unicorn yeah. on it and it locks and you have the key and, mm -hmm. and I and I love it. And he custom made it for me and it's amazing. And I constantly thank him for it. I'm like, I really love this, thank you, Tayshu. Um, so it's elegantly owned on Etsy. He's sponsoring the episode. Um, 
Definitely feel free to browse around, message him on Etsy. If you have questions or you want a custom order, use the coupon code BDSM holiday mm-hmm. in the month of November. And if Tasha is around in the live stream chat or you see him anywhere else where we're doing stuff, you know, just say hi. He's a nice guy too, yeah. which is always nice. And he's a kinkster like us. So yay, he gets it. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. commercial done. If we were real professionals, there'd be music here. Uh, you don't want me to sing to create the music. Mm. So everybody imagine music. Nobody wants right that. Um, okay. So this week's episode came directly from an email from a listener. Uh, I was really glad I went through my emails in the past like 10 hours. Uh, <laughs> where they did offer this up as a potential topic for discussion. Love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, their specific situation gave me definite thoughts about their specific situation. But like last week's, it gave me thoughts about the broader topic. So that's what we're gonna talk about. And basically we're talking about promises made. Like a lot of the things we talk about, we are making the conversation specific to power exchange, but I think the ways you can think about these things and approach these things are universal to any relationship you have with another human being on the planet in any way, shape or form. Um, Spoiler alert, my, crusty old self is gonna tell you, please be careful of the promises you make. (laughs) That's just the spoiler. Um, I have learned over the years, every promise I've ever made that wasn't about my ethics, morals, or values. Totally had to break it later. Felt like crap. It was not a good moment. But, so let's talk about this. So let me break down their individual situation and some of you will absolutely have immediate thoughts about this. We are not here to judge them. I answered that question and I said what I had to say. I said it. I was like, can you please think about this and that and this? But that we're not gonna talk about it. They're not here to dissect them. No shame to that person for asking their question and submitting their idea. But in their situation, um, they are very dedicated to each other as a couple. They've been married for several years. They've been their power exchange for a couple of those years um, because one of the partners actually works in funeral services, that partner is confronted with the idea of death and dying all the time. And so they have these conversations about what will happen after one of us dies and that kind of stuff. Um, A promise they have made to each other is that they want to be buried next to one another. They want to spend eternity together. Um, And so the promise they have made to one another is that whoever goes first, the other one will stay single until the end of their life as well. Then they will be buried next to one another. They will spend eternity together. That is a thing that they have, the conversation they've had together, they've worked that out based on what little bit of information I've got. It seems that they are both perfectly okay with this. And and as I said to, to that person in response, you get to make those choices in your relationship mm-hmm. for yourself. I might have an opinion about them, but you get to make those decisions. So that immediately got me thinking about these specific promise, but it got me thinking about the broader context of promises made. Mm. So I don't want to dissect their situation too much um, because I don't want anybody to feel bad for what they think and what they've agreed in their personal relationship. But I do wanna talk about some of these themes. So I made a couple of quick notes. So give us jumping off points for the conversation. Ah, springboards. Springboards. Oh good, I'm so glad the man married to the word lady knows words too. (laughs) 
That word was not in my mind. Uh, Springboards for this conversation. So the first thing I wrote out about is the promises we make when things are easy. Mm. So some things that came to mind, some examples that came to mind. I promise I will greet you naked and kneeling at the door every day of our relationship. Um, I'm not. Wow, what happened to that? I'm not like fucking with anybody out there. I'm telling you things I thought. Uh, that was really easy to say before I knew what that entailed. <laughs> that was super easy to say when I was in the midst of sub frenzy and all I could imagine was the highest point, the best moment, the sexiest stuff about power exchange. When I was mm. swimming in the fantasy of that, I was like, oh, I, I'll pro- oh, I will kneel before bed every night. Daddy, I will never forget my routines and my rituals. They're ingrained on my very soul. And then there was a night I forgot to make the coffee. (laughs) 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 Because you're reality kind of bites that mean, movie was not mean, wrong you mean like the day last week when i got the uh the day old coffee grounds yeah i know and i came out like 10 minutes later and went did did you make that coffee in that pot i don't think that was new coffee yeah so <laughs> if you're new here and you think we talk about coffee a lot you're right um i'm part of my service is coffee service um <laughs> Legit. It's not me joking. Um, and so I think, and I think many of us get, get caught up in this. Yeah. When you're high on new relationship energy, when you're high on the fantasy of what you think power exchange and kink are going to be like. Oh, yeah. When you're just dreaming and you're imagining what your life together or your relationship together is going to be like, it is very easy to start spouting some nonsense. <laughs> what it's always going to be like and what you will always do and you will always like these things and you will always offer these things and Mm -hmm. you will make sure these things always happen look i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you (laughs) i am laughing because my reality is that one we're all human and so mistakes get made you oversleep you forget your body does not cooperate with the things your mind would like to do your mind will not sometimes cooperate with the things your body would like to do truth um also we forget also you fucking change your mind you say i will do this thing and then you do the thing for the first time or the first dozen times you go i don't want to fucking do this thing anymore I don't want to do the thing anymore. Please don't make me do the thing anymore. Kind of like um, <laughs> when when you said in the very beginning, I will always be sexually available to you, always, at any time. And until that one time. <laughs> until that one time. <laughs> uh, can we talk about this? <laughs> right. I, I'm going to need this to change a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> so look. The, the thing, the where, where my mind goes with promises like this is what happens when reality does hit. And I worry for the people who feel guilty or who think that they somehow have to keep doing this thing they promise to do, even though it doesn't serve mm-hmm. them, it doesn't suit them. They Maybe they even actively hate it. But because they are the type of person who, and I'm this way, so this is why I worry for people who feel this way. Mm-hmm. If you are like me and you're the type of person who says, I um, I always keep my promises. To break a promise is the worst thing I can do. To break a promise is not the worst fucking thing you can do. They're really serious bad things that definitely are worse. 
But for those of us who are wired that way, who think that way, it can be really hard to have that conversation and go, you know that thing I promised you I would do forever? I really don't want to do that thing. And so some of us will keep doing a thing we hate, even though it's actively harming us on some level because we hate it, because it's breeding resentment, because for whatever reason, we don't think we can talk about it and we can't say anything. And those are the people I worry about because I can be one of those people. I, mm. I So part of this, I know where for me this comes from and everybody will have a different way with this. I was taught from as early a memory as I can even picture from my parents, specifically my dad, your word is your bond. When you say you will do something, you yeah. do it. And in general, I try to hold true to that. If I mm -hmm. tell you I will be there, then I will do my utmost to be there. If sure. I tell you I will take care of that, I will do my best to take care of that. If I make a promise, I will bend over backwards to try and make that promise a reality. The difference though is, is that there are those moments when you can, and then there are those moments when you cannot mm -hmm. and you should not. And the worst thing you can do for the relationship, for yourself, for whatever, is to try to do a thing that you said in total ignorance, total bliss, total fantasy, six months, six years before. Well, I, I think that's, uh, what, what's that old saying? Promises were made to be broken. <laughs> And see, the way my brain is wired is like, that's why I can't trust no damn body because promises are made to be broken. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it is. It's complicated. It, it is. I mean, even even from from my aspect, you know, especially early on in, in my, my days in, in, the, uh, in, in the kink community, um, you know, I, I used to think, thing, you know, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll always be be on and ready to to do a flogging and you know I, I'm, I'm never not going to be there to 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 give an order and, and follow through on things and yeah it, it's easy to think those things but but life will come at you <laughs> mm -hmm. life will come at you mm -hmm. and and it often isn't pretty either when it does yeah and you know it, it's that that proverbial monkey wrench gets thrown in mm -hmm. you know so there there comes a point where you know you you want to say well you know i i promised to do x y and z and promised to to this this and that you know but you you have to have it dosed with with a good bit of reality to remember that you will have the ideal in your head of what should happen and then yeah. what actually happens can be completely different. Mm -hmm. It will be completely different from what you pictured, from what you wanted, from what you planned for. God knows it'll be different than what you planned right. for. Um, I was thinking, and I was thinking about this before when I was putting the notes together, I was thinking about this now, that there are some promises <clears throat> that we make to one another that I think are good promises to make. I think the problem with those promises is not that we can't keep them. It's about what we do when we realize we can't keep them. So some of the promises I, I think about, um, I promise I will not cheat on you. Now, how do I prevent that? Well, by being uh, wildly, fiercely, constantly honest about my needs in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a very serious discussion not that far back, you and I, where we were talking about the fact that we're in an open relationship. And yes, 
Polly in theory over here, he's Polly in practice. And I said to you after having watched you all these years, if you were not, if we could not open this relationship up and we could not have this relationship and you decided to stay with me, I think you would cheat. Not because and his face, his face, he looked crushed. He looked like I had just called him the worst person on the planet. And I said, look, not because you're a bad person, not even because you can't control yourself, but because you have a very deep need to have, to connect in multiple ways with multiple people. And when you meet people that you connect with, you can't, you almost can't help yourself. I've watched you go down rabbit holes of friendships and conversation that then turn into something. But one, I know it's because you do have the freedom. But two, mm -hmm. sometimes you can't help yourself. I've seen you when you connect to another human being. I would, yeah. I could not get in the way of that if I wanted to. <laughs> I would kill my own relationship. Now I'm not, I don't want anybody to think that means I'm saying I'm poly because I have no choice. No, mm -mm. it's because I recognize who you are. So if we had ever had the rule of, I promise never to cheat, that's a great rule to have. And I'm not okay with cheating. No. I'm perfectly fine, perfectly okay and fine with open relationships. Cheating to me means what you didn't do was have the conversation. Right. What you didn't do is say, there's a problem here, or I've met somebody and I don't know what's going on, but I've got these feelings and I am, it's conflicting with everything. And cheating comes from not having those hard conversations. For sometimes for good reasons. We are not talking about people who need to keep themselves safe. I'm that That is not part of this conversation today. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but the people who are like, I promised. Oh, but that person looks nice. And they break the promise with no thought. Well, now we've betrayed trust. Now we've created a situation where once mm -hmm. it is found out and eventually it will always be found out, you've got a bigger mess. When it's a promise that you thought you could keep, now you can't keep. What do you do about it in that in-between time between the, I made the promise, I will never cheat. I will never lie to you. I will never, yeah. you know, pick one of your ethics, morals, values, the pl places where you're like, I will never do that. And then you find yourself in the position where you are having to talk yourself out of it. You're having to convince yourself you won't do it. You're having, you're maybe convincing yourself that you can do it, get away with it. And it's not as bad as you think it is. That in-between gray area where life comes at you, where you meet somebody you couldn't have plan to meet anticipated yeah. or you have a situation come up that you could not have anticipated and so mm -hmm. you made this deep serious promise that's a, an important promise to make but you're in this position now where you're doing the internal back and forth hopefully uh, of oh my god i said i wouldn't do this but i'm i'm drawn to this i i if i if i don't break this promise let's say to not lie then the consequences of telling the truth about this are not consequences I want to face. And that's okay. that's where we get into mm -hmm. that. I mean, even those super serious promises can be fraught. And I come to me, part of the problem is that means somebody's not willing to have some hard conversation yeah. somewhere. And and see that that just kind of uh, pinged with me and, and gave me a, 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 a thought because as you were talking about this, several things rolled into my into my mind. Um, you know, promises, yeah, pro promises are very fickle thing. Mm -hmm. So what instead of making promises, you had that hard conversation 
And instead of it being promises, well, I promise to do this. Well, let's negotiate some boundaries. Mm, you can do these things within these boundaries. Within these boundaries. Mm, I like that. Okay. You know, one, it opens up communication. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And and two, you know, life does change. Okay. It's it it, it is what it is. Life changes. And and by it being boundaries, sometimes boundaries change. Mm -hmm. Boundaries can be pushed. Boundaries can be pulled back. Mm -hmm. So you, you negotiate these things, you know, because I, I what what got me thinking about the, you know, talking about the cheating, you know, being poly and and also being pan, you know, I have had such a number of different people reach out to me, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I, you know, I have my beliefs as far as being poly. Mm -hmm. We've talked about them. Mm -hmm. you, you know where I stand on, on many things. Um, one of my strict boundaries is that I will not be with somebody who is currently in a relationship if their other significant other is not aware of what's going on. Right. You won't be, you won't um, enable them to cheat. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That to me is a, a hard boundary, you know, and you can almost say it will be, oh, you know, what, what does it matter <laughs> in, a, in a sense, you know? But somebody could say that it some, wouldn't be me, some, but somebody and, could. and me either. So you know, it, it's it's not so much a, a promise that, but it's a it's a boundary. It's right. It's it's and, a limit. You're not willing to cross that right. line. And, yeah. and that's why I say, in, instead of making promises, mm -hmm. set boundaries. Mm. Yeah, and then boundaries are Negotiate easier to discuss, boundaries. I yes. think, than promises. And I understand the the appeal of a promise. A promise mm -hmm. sounds like certainty. It sounds like assurance. It sounds like you can count on me to always do this thing or to never do this thing because I've made this promise. Mm -hmm. And I definitely get that appeal. And I think that many promises, if not all promises, by most people are made in total good faith. Mm -hmm. I think when somebody, other than the predators, the liars, the, the really bad, the really bad sure. ones. Most of us, we make our promises in good faith or we tell ourselves that we will definitely stick to this promise even though maybe we have never stuck to that promise uh, because we we want to be looked upon in a more favorable light. We want to convince this person to be with us and so we will say the things that we, in that moment, we tell ourselves, I will totally definitely do this. And then reality hits and we can't keep those promises or those promises were never things that should have even been promises in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it is where it's part of where trust can be broken, uh, which is why I struggle with any promise I've ever made to you, which I'm glad we do discuss these things differently than we once did, mm -hmm. because it does make me feel like I'm a liar. I said I would always do this thing and then I forgot to do that yeah. thing. Does that make me a liar? No, it makes you human. It makes it made me a little naive to make that promise. Mm -hmm. You know, the way I say it now is um, I will do my best. I will put things in place so that I will 
mostly not forget. I will apologize yeah. when I do forget. Um, I get very, very, very frustrated, even though I have used this myself, because sometimes it is handy. I get very frustrated when somebody says, I will try to do that. And the response they get back is, um, do or do not, there is no try. And I'm like, sometimes though, Mm -hmm. The best you're fucking getting from me is I will try. And the fact that I'm willing to tell you I'll try, you should count as a good fucking day because I can't guarantee I will do or not do that thing. I can guarantee I will try. Now, some things I should, I want to try to guarantee that I can do. I want to say I will do that. And then I am that person who will turn herself inside out to get it done. I will wreck myself Mm -hmm. to keep my word. And sometimes I don't want to wreck myself to keep my word. So I'd rather tell you I will try than tell you I will do. Because when I say I will do that, I, in my mind, that's a promise. I will do that. So if I don't do it, I've broken a promise. Mm-hmm. If I don't do it, you should ask what hell I went through to not do it. Because that's what it. That's how I am because right. of how I take those things. Sure. So I do get a little frustrated with people who are like, oh, don't tell me you'll try. Tell me you'll do it. Y'all. That's, that would be great if that worked universally. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. I will say to you, I will maintain my routine, but you and I both know I will fuck up. Now, if I am fucking up more than I am maintaining my routine, that's a whole separate issue and we better have a conversation. Yeah, time we need, we need to have, have a talk. But forgetting <laughs> the coffee pot once in six months is not a problem relationship. No. It's not broken trust. It's not even a broken promise. It's human error. What went wrong? What can I do better next time? How do I fix this for the future? Mm -hmm. Right? So I think sometimes promises are made that don't sound like promises, but they're assurances. They're they're things we say we will do and then we don't do. Mm -hmm. And then it's, is this a problem that it wasn't done? Is this, like, what? what, how do we handle it? And I really like where... You reframe that from a promise to a negotiated boundary. Well, thing, I really like the that. The thing with promise, you know, it, it's easy to make a promise, mm-hmm. okay? And now I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay. All right. So, you know, it, it's easy to make a promise. And because of what life throws at you, there is a good chance something's going to happen and caca gets blown out of the water, mm-hmm. okay? So I promise you, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z, and, and, and that's how it's always gonna be, and, and I'm always gonna do this for you. And then promise gets broken. Something else comes in alongside with that, guilt. Mm-hmm. The guilt, oh my God, I broke, I, I, I didn't do, I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't it, do the it, thing. I didn't do the thing. I suck as a human. Yep. I'm the worst kinkster ever. Yeah. Worst dom, worst sub. So, you know, then you, you, you carry the guilt. But if it's a boundary, mm-hmm. you've talked about it as a boundary. Okay. Or you've you, talked about it as an expectation, mm-hmm. knowing that sometimes your expectations don't get met. Right. You know, and and things aren't working out. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. Let's talk about this. We need to, mm-hmm. to shift this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, the, nobody's carrying any guilt. You know, no promises are broken. And, and you move on. Because, you know, 
we've talked about it so much through 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 our years of of being in a DS relationship. We have changed and evolved from what we were on day one. Mm-hmm. Okay, because life we are our life is so different. All right, mm-hmm. from from the point we met to now. And, and we are different. And we are different. Because we've gone through stuff. Right. Yeah. And and what's it going to be like in another six, seven years? I know. And if I'm being held to a promise I made in 2013, in 2023, mm-hmm. is that feasible? Yeah. Now, let me, let me talk about some promises that come to mind that are very super important, especially in the kink world, to... I don't think they should be made as a promise, but I think they should be an expectation. And they're okay. often labeled as promises. Um, let's... Uh, talk about this in the unconsensual way. I will never harm you. I will always listen to your safe word. Now that is an assurance you should get. If mm-hmm. you've got a safe word, a safe gesture, or a signal, or a way to stop a scene, yes. they sh- You should absolutely hold a partner to that expectation, and they should absolutely give you an assurance of that. But let's, let's slice and dice our words and our points here. <laughs> if you promise me that you will always follow my safe word right and you mm-hmm. will honor my safe word and then we're in a scene and shit's going down and the music's really fucking loud and you who do actually have a hearing problem um <laughs> and i'm struggling to speak and i'm trying to say red and i'm trying to use my safe word but you don't hear me and i'm not in a position to make it even more dramatic and and in kink scenes this is legit you could be wailing on me and my normal happy sign is just struggle but I'm actually trying to safe word and struggle and I'm struggling and you don't catch it soon enough. Mm -hmm. So things get a little too far, right? Right. And then you stop, maybe you check and maybe go, wait, Spidey sense is here. Maybe the music finally fucking stops and you can hear me, whatever. Am I supposed to hold you accountable for a broken promise or Am I, are we Ooh. supposed to have this conversation in, different, Ooh, in a different way? Yeah. Now, I do want to say here, let me add in a caveat to my own question. If we are talking about repeated instances of the same, we'll call it a broken promise right now, uh, a, a, an expectation that was not met, an assurance that was not mm-hmm. maintained, whatever. We're talking about repeated instances? Oh, we got a whole different problem. That's I, We got episodes about that, okay? Yeah. Dump them, move the fuck on. Uh, maybe call the cops if you need to. I'm just, <laughs> just get safe. But we're talking about, you've promised me from day one, you will never, ever, ever not follow my safe word until human error, the risk that comes with BDSM, which is why when we did the episode on how it's all fucking risk, this is it. Yeah. My mind says... I can't say that you broke a promise. I can't say that my trust has been violated if I understand the circumstances. Because I understand the circumstances of human error happened and and it was a perfect storm of it could have happened to anybody. Yeah, because it's not a case of every time we played, I ignored your safe word. Right, right. More times than not, I might err on the side of caution. Yeah, and quite frankly, if you could not hear me in that situation, I know what you actually would do. <laughs> You'd be like, well, give me a color. 
let me hit you harder. Give me another color. Right. <laughs> like, you would yeah. do that. I know what you would yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, ask us how we can have this conversation and know these things because this shit really does happen. <laughs> this has happened to me actually twice. My first dom, we were doing mm -hmm. anal and he didn't hear me screaming red. He had gone too fast too soon. And, mm. and he, oh my God, he felt so guilty. As quite frankly, I think that's the right feeling to have. He rectified it. We figured. But it has come close to happening in our scenes where you didn't, you misread my cues and I wasn't able to enunciate my words. And it there was a delay between mm. when I needed this thing to stop and it stopped. Because there are some promises you can't, in my opinion, you can't make as a promise. Yeah. You can't, you can set the boundary, you can set the expectation, mm -hmm. you can reassure your partner, and then you work your ass off to put do your best, give your best, to not fuck that up. Yeah. But to make a promise like that, you, you with all of your best intentions, eventually that promise will accidentally be broken. Yeah. And then that's why I want us to have the broader conversation about how we think about promises. Because if you're going around expecting everybody to keep every promise they've ever made to you, you are headed for so much disappointment in life. Mm -hmm. Now, to maintain boundaries, yes. To meet expectations, hell fucking yes. Mm -hmm. To do what they said they would do to the best of their abilities and to actually try, definitely. Yeah. To keep a promise? And I and I think... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to make a little conjecture mm -hmm. here. That's all we do here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of a, a good example, but it's hard. Yeah, it, it's hard. You know. Yeah, sure. I I promise to do that. I I, I promise. Oh, that sounds know. way too cavalier. I wouldn't trust a fucking word you said. <laughs> right, but I mean, a promise, and and I think that's a lot of times promises can come across that way mm -hmm. because you know. Let's face it, a promise, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I promise that. It's uh, super easy to make it, a promise It's super sometimes. easy to make a promise. Mm -hmm. when, when you are talking about setting boundaries, you are actually having an open, engaging conversation. Mm-hmm, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I think that is, that is the key to me this is how my mind works. You will think differently. A promise becomes like a full stop thing. I promise to do that thing. I promise not to do that thing. And it rarely leaves room open for conversation to find the nuance, to find the exception, mm -hmm. to be human and get it wrong, or to think that that's what you were going to do. And then reality hit and that's not totally not what you're going to mm -hmm. do. Um, where a conversation, an expectation, a part of the negotiation of the boundaries and the things you expect from one another, that typically because of the way it's framed from the very beginning, mm -hmm. that allows for open communication and dialogue. That allows yes. for me to come to you and go, you know that thing we said we were gonna try to do or that we would really like to have done in this relationship? We've been trying and I'm, it's just not working. But depending on how you view these things, for me, if I promise that I will do something, it is very difficult to come to you later and go, <laughs> I really would like to break that promise or undo that promise. So I don't want to promise things. Mm -hmm. I even, and I can now say this as somebody who is 
divorced, married, divorced, married, and no refunds, returns, or exchanges on that one. We're not doing that again. <laughs> but I actually um, have a hard time. So here's, let me say the reality. I envision us together forever, loving each other in whatever way mm-hmm. works for us forever. We're going out like Thelma and Louise. Let's just be clear here. <laughs> not one day without each other. I've decided, universe, hear me. And yet, feeling that strongly about our bond, about our relationship, about our mm-hmm. love, I cannot make myself say the words, I promise I will love you, I will always love you. Because I made that promise to somebody who frankly did not deserve it. And also life happens and you learn things and you grow apart and, and I had to break that promise. And part mm-hmm. of what slowed me down in getting a much needed divorce, <laughs> was that I had made all these promises about who I was gonna be in this marriage, what I thought marriage was, what I was gonna commit to this person, what my vows, holy matrimony fucking met, and divorce felt like breaking a promise and I still had the words in my head from childhood that your word is your bond. And how could I break that promise? I said I would always love you. Does that not mean I should always love you? Well, fuck no, it doesn't mean that. Shit happens. People fuck up. Some things can't. You can't come back from some things. And while I cannot imagine that right now, Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form between us, I now have enough experience in life to know that just because I can't imagine it doesn't mean that there's not a remote, slim, teeny possibility that That it it could could happen. happen. Now I do not live my life as if those remote possibilities are guarantees. Mm -hmm. I live my life like, this is who we are, and in some form, this is who we will be as we right. go forward. Why can I, how and why can I do that, and do I do that now? Because we have such open fucking communication that I might be the little S around here, the little cutesy baby girl, right? I will sure shit call you out and go, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> That's true. We gotta have a conversation because something's going on in this relationship, and I'm not, I'm not digging it, I'm not here for it, I don't like this vibe, mm-hmm. because I'm willing to work every day for the relationship, regardless right. of the power exchange. I And even then, I can't make that promise, because to make a promise like that means that one day that promise what? might get broken, and yeah. I don't, it feels it feels like a, a because I know it's a promise that could get broken to make the promise feels false to begin with because yeah. I now recognize that all the things that you hope for and dream for and wish for and can see happening and maybe can, can and will happen Why shit not? happens now yeah. I, that big ass rant sorry <laughs> I want to go back to the original question comment email mm-hmm. that started that got us here. Yeah. Because a point that was made, and I can't, I can't think of another example, or I would use it um, to have this part of the conversation. But I really want to have this part of the conversation. So again, I'm not shaming the person who asked. They get to do what they want to do in their relationship. But definitely have opinions, and that is the concept of what I called said to them as an unenforceable promise. And every technically, every promise is unenforceable. A person can do what the fuck they want to do regardless mm-hmm. of what they say. But in this case, I mean, in that original scenario, they were talking about they're so close and they love each other so much and they want to have, they have this vision of what their afterlife will be together, where their remains will be and how that will happen. That 
one of the promises that they have apparently made in their relationship. We are not judging them for this, y'all. So mm. I know we have thoughts and opinions, but let's keep it judge free if we can. Judgment free. Is that whoever goes first, the other one has promised to be single for the rest of their life. And when I say it's an unenforceable <laughs> promise, it's because the other person who would, let me put air quotes around this term, be quote, hurt by this promise or who the promise would be broken towards is not there. They're not there to condemn the action. They're not there to give their opinion. They're not there for the other person to apologize and explain how they feel. They're not there to talk the person out of it. Mm -hmm. In that specific scenario, they are so gone, 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 gone. Now, do we all have our own belief in the afterlife and what we think or what we think we know or whatever? Yes, I am not here to get into that. I can tell you, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure nothing. That person's gone. Whatever happens, their concerns are not here earthly unless we do come back as ghosts. And I hope I, you know, my last day I'm wearing something cute because <laughs> I would like to at least spend the afterlife looking cute. But I don't have a serious belief of I will always be with this person watching over them. Quite frankly, that sounds stalkerish to me. And if I'm dead and gone and I got the whole world, I would like to take that opportunity to travel it without the expense or the risk. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but so, yes, the the question of what do you do after you're gone in that sense will absolutely be based on personal beliefs. And that person mm -hmm. did not share their personal beliefs with me. And I do not want to feel like I'm like ragging on their beliefs. But the way I am seeing that promise is my experience in life tells me that because I've watched it, my parents had a had a wild, fucked up kind of relationship, but it was solid and strong. My mother would never have divorced my father in a million years. He died. She grieved. She thought he was the only man she would ever love. Somehow she managed to find his mental and emotional doppelganger, even though they physically look nothing alike. <laughs> God knows they're identical. Um, and she managed to fall in love again and she has found an entire new life. And and he, my dad died when my mom was 40 yeah. something, like super, super young, like really young in my mind, because now that I'm 41, her 40s seem really young to me. And I don't know if she ever told herself she would never find love again. I know he told her, go live your life, be happy when I'm gone, do mm -hmm. the things you can do. But if there had been that promise, and I use my mom as this example because I have this example. To me, she would have been faced with two choices. If she had made that promise to my father that she would never marry again and she would just be by herself for the rest of her life. And I hope that she's got another 30 years in her um, and he's been gone almost 20. Either she has to allow opportunities for some kind of happiness to pass by or if they appear, I mean, they won't appear for everybody. Some people do lose a partner and they stay single forever. And there's, I'm not saying that that's a, a wrong choice to make, but I'm saying that I don't think that that's the rule. I think that's the exception. I think many of us, if we're open to it, mm -hmm. we meet somebody. And even if it's not like that first love, it's companionship, it's yeah. comfort, it's, um, it is a form of love. And so in that scenario, my mother would have been faced with a choice to let happiness pass her by if she met somebody she was interested in, but then stopped herself because of this promise or feel guilty for breaking a promise to a person who's not even there to apologize to, to give closure, to say it's okay. And I, those kinds of promises, and 
because I can't think of another example, I maybe somebody is smarter than me in the live stream chat or is listening to a podcast, you can think of another scenario this would fit um, of that kind of unenforceable promise. I'm not sure how fair that is to the person who has made the promise and is left behind. Mm. Because the thing we've talked about this entire episode is the reason promises, you need to be careful when you quote make a promise is because you cannot predict what life will throw at you. You cannot predict what will actually happen and how reality will mesh with the thing you want to do or not do. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are some things that it's about self-control and you can decide and you, you know, whatever. But then there are some things that it's a bit like lightning striking. Like it just seems to happen. And then you're faced with a choice. And I, you know, the other thing I think about, I do think about the age of my mom. She was in her late forties when my dad died. Actually, God, no, she might've been in, even in her early forties. Shit. I was 22, she was 41 when my dad died. Mm-hmm. She could live to be 90. If she had made a promise like that, that's 50 years. Now, if she doesn't want companionship or, or whatever, that, that's a whole. It's yeah. different, it's different, it's different. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anybody's choice away. And, but and I, it's yeah. different when you're talking about the reality of, the, of living it and making those decisions mm-hmm. versus we are 10, 20, 50 years removed from that decision and we're making decisions now based on what might happen in 50 years. Or as the thought that came to me in this specific scenario that the question and the comment came from, what if they're 25 and tragedy strikes tomorrow? That's definitely Mm -hmm. 50 years of a promise that can't be enforced, that if broken, because a person makes a different choice because their reality has changed and their life is different and so they have choices to make, they live with guilt forever. I just think, let us, be very careful about the promises we ask people to make to us. I think is really where I'm going with that. I mean, some, something something like that. It's a that in 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 that aspect. It's a very very personal thing. It is very personal, and I think it's personal in the moment with the conversation with the couple. But mm-hmm. also, the reality is that's a personal decision to make when you're finally living the reality. Yeah. A promise made on a hypothetical that has not. It's, okay, death is certain. We all know this, but you don't know when it'll be. You don't mm-hmm. know where you'll be in life. You don't know what will have happened to you prior to that. You don't know how young or old. You don't know any of the variables. That's a hard promise to make. Yeah. Because there's so much that can happen that can change your outlook on it just a little bit, just a mm-hmm. little bit, and. Again, those people get to, they get to make those choices. And people who do lose a partner get to decide they don't want another partner. We've, we've known people, we've met people, and and that is a valid choice. I don't want to take anybody's choice away. Right. I just want people to think about the promises they're making of others and asking others to make to them because yeah. that that's a lot of life ahead of you to make a promise like that at this stage mm-hmm. when there's no guarantee of what's coming next. No guarantee sure. of what's coming next. And that is one of those kinds of promises where mm, just I just want people to think about it a little bit more. I just I just want people to like do some deep diving yeah. introspective work. Mm-hmm. I think the promises we make within our relationships, I think you've nailed it. Let's not call them promises. Let's set boundaries, let's set expectations. Let's make assurances of what we want to do and therefore we'll do our best to accomplish. Let us, let us forgive when we make when it's a human error. Let us hold accountable when it, because once you do it once, that's error. Once you're doing it all the time, that's a pattern, right? And that's potentially a problem. 
And that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Because I totally interrupted I you. I forgot. Go ahead. Fuck, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Trying to get better at this. Um, I don't know that I have that much more yeah. to say. It is deeply personal because it's how, it do you, how do you think about promises? What counts to you as a promise? To me, mm-hmm. because of how mm. I think of stuff, when I say I will do that, I've just made a promise. I never yeah. use the word promise. See, Go to, ahead. to me, and I, rem- I remembered, you know, one of the things, it, it, it is a very personal thing because just like when, when we f- first met, we became friends. We were friends. Um, and I did not know if we were going to develop a relationship or not. And one thing I told you consistently, all I want for you is to be happy, mm-hmm. whether it's with me or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that if something happened to me tomorrow, that you could find that happiness mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was thinking back when we were deep in new relationship energy and I was really, I had come to terms with, oh my God, I'm totally in love. Oh my God, this this dude, he's the one. We're going out like Thelma Louise. I still stand by that. <laughs> when I tried to imagine a life where I knew the real, reality, you know, quite mm-hmm. frankly, once you have somebody close to you die at, a, at, a, at an age where you can really conceive of it, it, you kind of look at everybody going, you, you could be gone tomorrow, couldn't you? And it's, it's a little morbid, but it's reality. Um, I had to kind of face that. Plus, there is a drastic age difference between us. You are 18 years older than me. So mm-hmm. those were things I had to think about. Right. And what happened when I thought about it, when we were deep in that new passion, was I can't, I've, I cannot even allow myself to imagine it. The moment I would imagine it, tears would would come and it would it would break my heart and it hadn't even happened yet y'all um that one was how i knew i was deeply madly ridiculously in love with you (laughs) because oh i can tell when i don't care about somebody because i imagine them being gone and i'm like "Mm, that would be sad (laughs) what that's how i knew it was time for a divorce y'all just saying um and yet when i think about it now it it does break my heart it is Mm -hmm. deeply sad but it's, it doesn't have that mass of passion and heat behind it. It has that, oh, I am not going to be the same when that day comes. I will not be mm-hmm. the same person. But part of what we do well together is we show each other what's possible and we build each other up and we push each other and we are each other's strength. True. And so what I do know both because of our relationship and because of all my own experiences I had prior, I I will survive that. Oh, I will not be the same, but I will survive it. Just Mm -hmm. like if something happens to me, and it is genuinely one of my fears of something happening to me while the kids are like still young, for sure. I know who you are. I know what you'll do. There will be grief. There will be processing. There will be deep sadness. And then you will figure out how to go on living. Because mm-hmm. in this specific scenario of a promise made, that is all that's left to us when somebody we love is gone. I mean, yes, there is a worse choice. That, this, that is too deep for this conversation. <laughs> Those of us left, the choice is to go on living or not, to, to stand still and let nothing ever happen to us again and stay in that place. That's, that's not good and healthy, y'all. Or to decide to move forward and live and figure out what living 
means without that person. I definitely want to do a topic on, um, it would be a deep one, but end of life, partly because we probably should talk about like, what do you do when you're kinky and you go and all you've left behind are your kinky things? That might be something to think about. <laughs> um, I definitely want to do that topic. But in this case, in this specific scenario, I could never exact, me personally, could never exact that promise from you. One, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be fair to you. Two, it's not a promise that I could ever enforce that nor could you keep. Yeah. Three, because just like you, and this is how I knew that our feelings were true because when you said all I want for you is to be happy and if that's not with me, I can accept that. And then I had to imagine not being with you and I went, no, no, I'm not imagining that. And I was like, oh, oh, apparently I'm in love. Okay, great. Because the same is true from me to you. What I want more than anything in this world is for you to be happy. I want that to be with me. I want that to be with this weird life we are somehow putting together for ourselves. I want it to be with all the good things that we envision. And I am just like you are, we are working towards that. We Mm -hmm. are doing our best to keep, I don't wanna say promises, but to make those assurances to ourselves and then have them come to fruition. Right. But we have now lived enough life and I don't think it takes long to live enough life, I know, 18 year olds who get this already. So this isn't an age thing, but we have lived enough life to know that, you know, the, I can't remember the whole phrase, but the best laid plans of mice and men, Yeah. like just cause you make a plan does not mean it's happening. Exactly. And it is devastating and it can be soul crushing and God knows it'll stop you in your tracks for a while. Well. But I can't, I, for me, I cannot live my life not accepting that the reality is, is that things could change but I have enough hope and optimism to move forward anyway, because while I recognize that could happen, I need to believe the chances are super slim. Now that does not mean that my anxious mind does not sometimes curl up with you at night sobbing because I'm like, what if something happened and you got sick? I have handled the pandemic fairly well, but imagining you getting sick and the worst happening, I've had anxious filled nights where I just cried myself to sleep over it because I have enough understanding of the world to know that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. It is not necessarily a probability, but it is a possibility. And so therefore, yes, it it is very difficult sometimes to function when that grips me, when that fear grips me. But when I can be outside of that fear and talk about it in this way, we both just want each other to be happy. We mm-hmm. hope that what we want to create in our future is what happens, but we know that life comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're gonna sum this up. We got mm-hmm. super deep, sorry y'all. I do yeah. wanna do that other conversation and if it sticks on my mind, it might be next week's topic, I don't know yet. <laughs> um, bottom line, think about what you're saying and what you mean and what you really want when you make promises consider rethinking a promise and turning it into, like you said, a boundary, setting an expectation, be kind to yourself and to your partner. Again, Mm -hmm. one broken promise could just be an oopsie multiple, that's a pattern. Um, If you find yourself on the verge of breaking a promise, especially a serious one, stop everything, go have that hard conversation. The hard conversation you have now over the promise you are almost about to break because something's come up, you're in love, you're in lust, there's something else, something, something, something. <laughs> that hard conversation you have now will actually, believe it or not, and you won't believe it, be better 
then what happens after you break the promise, you betray the trust, you lie for however long you lie for, you mm -hmm. get caught, then you're having all kinds of hard conversations. Yeah. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable. the inevitable and making it way worse. So if you have made a super serious promise, expectation, assurance, whatever, and you feel yourself on the verge of breaking it, just have the fucking hard conversation. If it means yeah. an end to the relationship, it means an end to the relationship. But when you break that promise and you defy that trust and you fuck it all up, you've already ended the fucking relationship anyway. True. Just get it the fuck over with. Mm -hmm. Or you can have the serious conversation, be a fucking grown up about it. And maybe there's a middle ground you can't see yet because you haven't given your partner the respect and the courtesy of just fucking talking to him. Let's go out on a rant. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if we helped. I don't know if we gave anybody to think about. Um, but there we go. Promises. Yep. Be careful. Be careful. That's mm -hmm. a loaded word is what I'll yeah. say. And, uh, and things like that, it's, you know, there's there's no right or wrong. No, it's, God, no. it's It's something that's, that's very, very personal for each person. So, you know, it... it yeah, you, you can't say it's right or it's wrong or it's this or that It because it's not. It, it's something that is important to each individual in their own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Okay. Okay, so we will have a bonus section. Yeah. We got We've got updates. Mm, I'm not excited about at least one of them. <laughs> we have updates. Um that was a, a big topic, and I think yeah. people have their feels about it. Yes. As always, you can agree with us. You can think we're wrong. You can tell us you disagree mm -hmm. with us. You just can't be an asshole because we're not that's here for that. So, um, yeah, that's it for us this week, okay. and let's go into our bonus section. Are we good? It's not my job to decide. Okay. okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. I have two requests. Two? Two. I'm asking for a lot today. I see that. One? Yeah. As always, I would love to talk to the crickets. Okay. Two? What's number two? Can we please turn on these fucking fans? I've got boob sweat. <laughs> it's November and I've got boob sweat. <laughs> yes, we can do that. All right, you Podcast start. listeners, if you're like, why the fuck are you sitting there sweating? There's the hum from the fan in the background and for the video, when the fans are moving, it can sometimes like fuck with the lighting a little bit yeah. and and the focus and the zoom and the uh, and it's like, just turn all the fans off. We don't have to worry about shit. But what it means is I get riled up and I'm ranting and now I'm sweating. <laughs> so I'm curious, did you give me official permission to talk to the crickets? but he I, can't remember. I don't remember either because I was so intent on getting the fans turned on. Story <laughs> too. So in case I didn't, baby girl, you can talk to the cricket. <clears throat> yeah, I told you I was wired for sound today, okay? I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't know if it's all of the um, coffee I've had. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ooh, okay. 
Okay, what what are we gonna do? An emoji of the week. You know what I wish there was, and I don't know if there is. I wish there was a pinky promise emoji. And I bet there's not. It does not appear to be. I wish there was a pinky promise emoji. Um, you know what emoji will do? Uh, maybe what we'll do is we'll do a thumbs up. Now I do, I think I know that thumbs up means different things in different cultures, but for, for our purposes, we're going to go with the okay meaning like, okay, that's good. I'll do it. And we're going to go with that. Thumbs up is going to be our emoji of the week. Look at me remembering the fucking emoji of the week, but I am always appreciative of the crickets, at least in the live stream chat who are like an emoji of the week. Thank y'all for that too. But I did remember. So, um, oh my gosh, I hope we did that topic justice. I'll let y'all decide as always. Um, whew. okay. So <laughs> JB has left the building. Well, he hasn't left the building. He's left the room. Um, but I'll go over this announcement. So last week we were super excited about a beautiful doggo named Hershey. And we were waiting on a time to go do a um, meet and greet over the weekend. That same day, Wednesday, we had to take a call from the rescue. And how, and this is a person who prefers text. So it's like, if she's calling, there's a problem. It's like, if I call you, there's definitely a problem. <laughs> if I didn't just text you, it's serious. <laughs> and come to find out that Hershey, who we knew had anxiety, that yeah. had been part of this and we had sort of accepted it. Her anxiety had gotten even more severe. Part of her anxiety is about going to the car. She does not like to ride in a car. Um, and it had gotten so bad that two things happened. One, she was put on an anxiety medication that sometimes dogs are put on. Um, that's not that unheard of. Um, but also it had gotten so severe that they could not even get her to the front door. If she sensed, oh my gosh, we're going outside and that means we're probably going to the car. She could not, couldn't even get to the front door and was starting to snap at people when they tried to like mm -hmm. coax her there. She wasn't outright fully aggressive, but she was on an edge. Not happy it. about it. So they put her on the anti-anxiety medication, um, but that was not being given to her consistently. I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons for that. Um, and so it had not had time to even take effect to calm her down a little bit, to help her a little bit. And the rescue had decided what they were gonna do was do some extra training with her to once she was calm and on consistently on her medication to um, help her work through some of that anxiety with training and, and the things mm -hmm. that professionals do that I don't know anything about. And they were calling us to say, do you wanna wait for however long that's gonna take? Or would you like to consider another dog? Um, I, she did tell me about another dog through their rescue. I ended the call and said, we will, let me talk about it with the husband and then I will get back to you. Um, and we made, that way we had the space to just not make a decision right then. Yeah. We talked about it, we decided, cause while there is a bit of a time crunch for Hershey because of the owner's situation, um, clearly they're still taking a certain amount of time and I didn't, I didn't want to constantly be on edge, like waiting for an update, yeah. waiting for weeks, not knowing, and then maybe find out that maybe it's not gonna, yeah. Right. 
So we decided to withdraw from um, Hershey, considering Hershey, give her all the time and space to get well. They have not taken her down as potentially adoptable. And a lot of people have put in requests for her. So there may be somebody who's like, I will definitely wait for however long it takes. We were not those people. The other dog that was uh, mentioned seems sweet, but just it didn't feel like a good fit. So we passed on that. That same rescue sent me information about another pity who's cat, dog, and kid friendly um, Mm. for consideration from a different rescue. We looked at the pictures. We looked at the description. We talked about it. I did put in an application. Right. It's now been seven days and I've heard not a fucking thing. So my hopes are not up. I'm not like over the moon. Like Hershey was feeling real because we had gone through like a third to a half of the process and we were on the downhill side of the process. Um, This one, I'm not even like not even getting excited about because I haven't even gotten confirmation from the rescue. And I, I don't, there's so many dogs that need homes. I have no desire to track down a rescue and go, pardon the pun, hound them to get information. (laughs) I mean, I'm all the, all of the dog rescue sites and shelters and the, um, you know, humane society and all that, that I'm constantly looking at. I have a short list of six other dogs. Um, but it was, it was, it was a downer to have to go, mm-hmm. no, no, it we're going to, we're going to let Hershey go, even though she's beautiful. And I keep looking at her picture and I just fall in love more and more. I mean, um, I, I think the biggest disappointment in it was because we had moved, um, you know, along in the process with her to the point that we were waiting on a meet and greet. We were so close. Hi, yeah. Onyx, baby. Are you going to talk in the background? <laughs> oh, good. We're having a connection problems with the live stream. Podcast listeners yeah. should be fine, though. Um, it, I don't know how much of it gets picked up on the background, but Onyx is in here mm-hmm. meowing. So, um, but, um, so I think today will be our decision of what do we want to do? Because I have not heard from this, um, this uh, rescue there are other dogs or do we want to take a break or do we want to go in a completely different direction and do something different on x she's scratch we got to get her a scratch and post for this office she scratches our couch sorry (laughs) y'all real life is happening right Right, here right um so i'm i'm a little bit down about it i'm a little i'm i'm not to the point i'm jaded yet like it's it's only been a few minutes that all of this has been going on we it's not like we've been looking for a year or something um but it is a little, it's hard to get excited about the next one because you're like, it's not going to fucking happen. No. Every time I say something about it, it fucks up and, you know, <laughs> crashes and burns. It's not going to fucking happen. And what's what I'm finding, Onyx is definitely opening up. She does not like to be picked up. She is not a cuddler. No. She is. Not yet, anyway. Maybe she will be one day, but right now she is definitely not a cuddler. So she's still kind of skittish. But she has decided who her person is, and it ain't me. It's the cat whisperer next to me. Oh my God. It's climbed up on his chest to get his attention. Comes in. Came yeah, in. dead asleep at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I would take it. I would take that <laughs> level of love. Wake I just want to be loved. Wake up to a cat on my chest. is like, I want to be petted now. Let me tell you how I knew. <laughs> I knew for a fact this little cat had decided you were her person. You were gone picking up a kid or running an errand. I don't know. She walks through and she's meowing. I mean, she's got, 
it's not a beautiful meow, but it is a distinctive meow. Like, uh, we will always know our cat amongst all the cats. <laughs> and I love that she's meowing and she's like making noise and being real vocal. And she's walking through the house. She is meowing. And it is the excuse me kind of tone, <laughs> verging on the I'd like to speak to your manager tone. Real, real close, but not quite. And she's looking and she's looking and she walks halfway into the office. She looks at me. She looks over at where she knows you usually are. She looks at me and the look is, where the fuck is he? (laughs) I try to coax her to me. She has not really spent time around my desk much. She will sometimes explore when I'm not sitting there, but when I'm sitting there, she does not come over. I'm t- constantly like swiveling or my feet move. I have my birthday balloon. It's con- She's very skittish about that. So I understand why she's not coming over there. Other, also, she does not love me the way she loves you. Um, but she came up to your chair where you were not, sniffed around, looked, looked at me like, bitch, where the fuck is he? When I put my hand out, she <laughs> flicked her tail, upturned her nose, walked away and i'm like oh, okay it's fine what, whatever whatever i'm not, I'm not better <laughs> and i'm like this could be this could be for many reasons she could have done this for many reasons i don't know it's because her daddy is not here <laughs> and then you came home and you're sitting at your desk and she starts the entire process the excuse me meow the I, i'm almost ready to talk to a manager meow <laughs> flicky tail comes in looks around looks at me looks at you, looks at me. You put your hand down, boom, right there. Went to see her daddy. And I'm like, bitch, he's my daddy too, but whatever. I just want you to love me, Onyx. I just want you to love me. Mm. So <laughs> I, um, we are doing a couple of things just so she associates me with good things. Cause right now she associates me with the vet. <laughs> And I think the cleaners, like the vacuum cleaner was going yesterday. And I think she was mad at me for that. And I didn't do it, but whatever. So we're alternating who gets on days of who gets to feed her her wet food. Because she loves wet food, loves wet food. Mm -hmm. So we now alternate those days so that maybe slowly she will associate me with the good wet food. Yeah. I try to give her treats, but if she's mad at me, she's not only is she not taking the treats from me, she's not even fucking eating the treats, even though they're treats we know she loves. It's fine. I'm trying. I'm on a mission to find whatever her favorite favorite can't um, d- can't not have it treat will be, right. and then I will feed it to her over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I d- I do love her, and she's beautiful. And I know that what she's resisting is clearly the smell of desperation. <laughs> <laughs> because when I ignore the fuck out of her. Then she's getting in front of me and won't let me leave the bathroom after a shower. Right. Then she's like up on the bed, laying on my clothes while I'm trying to get dressed. But when when I'm like trying to give her attention, she's like, nope, nope, nope. You're way too thirsty for that shit. No. <laughs> I have standards, okay? Like, no. No, no, no. Um, but she is adorable and wonderful. Yeah. Um... I think that's mostly it. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a lot. There's work. Yeah. There's uh, weather. Apparently, we found out uh, our county is right in the center of the path of of, of, of the uh, current storm. Which e- ETA 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 is it Eta or Eta? Because I I always pronounce the one that's coming after it as Theta. So then theta. would that make it Eta? How do yeah. you pronounce that? I know it's like like a Greek letter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um. And 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 y'all, hurricane season's so fucked up this year. Not only are we still getting hurricanes in the middle of fucking November, we're in the Greek alphabet now. 
<sighs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently we're t- our county is like directly in the path of that. It is, yes. So I mean, that'll luckily, be interesting. Luckily, we're inland enough that. Oh yeah, I'm not. Wor- know, I'm not worried about no. the storm at all. Um, I'm not excited if we're on the northeast side of it because that's where the worst weather is. Mm-hmm. But Ooh, I'm not. Me. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um, we still have plenty of water. We still have plenty of batteries. Mm-hmm. We st- all our hurricane stuff still yeah. exists. So um, we are waiting for the school to decide if they're going to close because if the right. weather's super bad or if they have to use a, sh- a school if, as a if, shelter. If the weather's going to be bad enough, they use the schools as shelters here, so they will yeah. close the schools. for. Which yeah. all that means is the kids are home and I don't have to wake up early. And I don't want there to be a storm. I don't want anybody to be harmed by a storm. No. But also I'm good with a couple of days where I don't have to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's – that uh, – that's mostly what we've been um, uh, going through and dealing with. It's just same old, same old stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I myself, especially this past week, I have been busy in the shop. Mm-hmm. I have pretty much been getting up in the morning, having my coffee, and uh, you know, go out into the into the shop and and work till I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, been putting out has several special orders um still have some i need to reach out to people about um it it's it's just been crazy i can report they're out of an abundance of caution they're closing schools for thursday because of wind mm-hmm. they do not plan to close for friday oh okay. so there we go we all get to sleep in on thursday all right tomorrow well i'm good with that yeah so, so um you know yeah um I, I've pretty much been doing that, uh, trying to uh, keep up inventory mm-hmm. in the shop. I'm trying to market my little heart out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what it's been for me. I've been doing that, and um, I have been getting so many messages and, and stuff lately. I've been trying to keep up with emails. Um, Same. <laughs> And and just so much stuff in general going on that yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. I I've not had much time to do a whole lot of stuff outside of that. No, it, you know it happens that way sometimes. Yeah, it happens that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been busy like I'm always busy. Mm-hmm. I've uh, just just doing and, what we do. And I've been busy working on some stuff. Not. Not ready, ready to, to talk about it here. Probably later on in the month in our Patreon only. Yeah, podcast. and then once it's available, probably talk about it over at the Kinkery. Yeah, you can follow us at the Kinkery mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, te- technically Facebook. And I didn't plan to be on Facebook, and then like 50, 60 people followed us there. Yeah. Like, I guess I got to be here on Facebook yeah. then. Um, so at the Kinkery, mm-hmm. uh, I uploaded a video that's actually a clip from our. Uh, launch ah, uh, video okay. today. Okay. So look at me like being a marketer, like I pretend to be on TV. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, no, silent. I even in the evenings. Um, so what Silent Wing said for people who can't see oh, the live stream sorry. chat is Silent Wing says haven't even seen you playing Terraria, JB. No, um, I I've still been working in the evenings a little bit. I I haven't been, you know. Um, you're not for, out there turning or anything. No, not out there turning, <laughs> but 
because then I'm not in the shop. I'm I'm doing stuff online and mm -hmm. and and things that I need to do there. It's a nice problem to have. It it is definitely it not is. complaining. I mean, I I've not been playing any games really. Um, you I know. haven't been reading books. No, it's very depressing. I mean, from from Terraria to Team Fortress and you know Minecraft and some of those things I I enjoy. This is where my um, eyes glaze over and I yeah, hear. I wah, 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 wah. I <laughs> That's okay. When I talk about eyeshadow, it happens to you too. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So you know, I you know those even I've not even had time to sit down and play those games in the evening. Um, it's just just been. Uh, oh yeah. my goodness! I hear you, Onyx. Does right. anybody else hear Onyx? Oh, there. I don't know if the mic will pick her up. Hey, meow. If anybody can hear her, let us know. No, you're not going to let me pet no, you. She sniffed you. She did. She sniffed me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's going to that couch. Oh. Onyx. Yeah, daddy has to put the daddy foot down. <laughs> Be daddy, okay? Yeah, yeah. It works for me. It should work for her. Okay, so we okay. are rambling at this point. We have yeah. nothing interesting to say. Um, mm -hmm. We, assuming everything goes well, uh, with whatever the winds happen with the storm, I think the storm will be fine, but yeah. just putting it out there. Uh, we will be doing our Friday night YouTube live stream hangout thingamabobber. Um, yes. And then we uh, will... Um, be back next week for our normal schedule. We are getting mm. close to the episode where we do our favorite sex toys of the year yes. with any and all uh, coupon codes and sales that we can find out about. So that is coming. Uh, and with those sex toys, so are we. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, if you are thinking about buying sex toys for holiday gifts or just for yourself and you're waiting for these deals, we will hopefully have something to share with you in the next couple of weeks about mm -hmm. that as we do every year now. Yep. But yeah, that is it for us uh, this week. Thank you all mm -hmm. for your time, your attention, your kind uh, and uh, even respectful when we disagree uh, comments and feedback and Absolutely. everything. And um, I do not answer them as quickly as I would like to. And sometimes I don't answer them at all because sometimes I get weird, weird questions. But feel free to send in those comments, those topic ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you may hear it discussed here in a podcast. Um, yeah, that's it for mm -hmm. us this week. Bye. Bye.